From the Film Society of Lincoln Center, you're listening to The Close-Up. Every year, the Film Society partners with the Jewish Museum for the New York Jewish Film Festival. In addition to presenting a slate of the year's finest narrative and documentary films exploring the diversity of Jewish experience, the festival also features a masterclass with a notable film artist. This year, for the 26th edition, we welcome director-producer Tomer Heyman for a discussion about documentary filmmaking. Heyman's latest film, Mr. Gaga, profiling Ohad Naharan, renowned Israeli choreographer and artistic director of the Bat Sheva Dance Company, opens here at the Film Society this week. Heyman and other special guests will be in attendance throughout the opening week for Q&As. Let's go now to the master class. Hello everyone, shalom. Um, very, very special evening for me. Uh, I try to create something new and special together with the spirit of Aviva and her team and Jaron and all of you from the Jewish Film Festival. And um, I want to share with you these uh, 10 films of mine from the last 15 years. Um, it's belonged to the Heyman Brothers Films, which is an independent company that belonged to Barack Heyman, my brother and me. And, uh, and it was interesting um, journey for me going back for almost 20 years ago for my first creation. And um, the idea behind the masterclass today is to share with you a little bit from our toolbox or from our style of doing our movies. And I want to create today a really open, honest dialogue, not so much as a lecture, not so much to, to talk with you. And also, if any one of you want to ask questions, even want to disturb during the movie, disturb what I'm saying, argument, agree, that's the whole point today, you know, to, 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 to create a dialogue. Um, when I was um, 27, I was confused. I came back from New York. In, uh, I was in, in America for one year, it was 96. I found myself, basically I didn't know that America is so big and was an option to take a car for free. I don't know if it still exists. They give you a car to cross from here to the other. I say, what the big deal, one day I'm on the other side of America. <laughs> I came from Israel. so. I, I, I signed about contract, I'm going to do it in two days. I don't know, something like this. And then I got a ticket for 500 because I, it took me six days. And they told me, nobody, and I didn't eat and I didn't sleep. And I don't know how I did it. Then I realized America, it's not Israel. I found myself staying in San Francisco. It was a small garden. Um, it was um, not far away from the Castro. And it's a place where teenagers from all over the country with huge problem of violence and some of them you know sell their body and drugs issue and was in this case was a jewish guy but it was not a jewish project but a jewish guy stand up in one of the dinner i was invited on friday night in san francisco and say i'm looking for volunteers and the whole idea you are coming to this garden and you don't give a lecture and you don't treat these teenager boys um, uh, girls and boys you don't tell them what are the right values you need to be there and to create um, trust between you and them and later on I will explain you what you need to do with them I did it for three weeks every night I came to this garden and I remember it because when I went back to Israel I felt I want to do something with teenager in Israel and at the same time 
I felt that I won't make movie in this uh, circle of life. It's looked to me too big and, and it's also, um, I felt I might give up too much for my values, for my honesty, for my integrity, because it's a lot about money and dealing with many aspects. So I gave up from the dream of being a filmmaker and I told myself I'm going to work with teenager. I was looking for a job for a couple of months. It was still a fax and, and I don't know, telephone. And, and I got a negative answer. You don't have any BA, MA, you, you're not relevant to this job. <laughs> I start to improve my CV a little bit, which I took elements from my life and make them bigger and, and more beautiful. Who knows why and what? That's the miracle of life. I got a phone call from, from a place called Azur, which is um, 20 minutes from Tel Aviv. We're looking for a um, leader, and the job means you need to come three nights a week, and you need to make this place a little bit more calm down. There's a lot of problem between violence. There's some young uh, boys that attacked young girls, vandalism, drugs issue, homophobia. Come to this place and, and try to do your best. Really, that's what I get, what I'm supposed to do, how, what. I came to this place and I was working for one year. It was strong, but at the same time, it was very difficult. Um, and um, the end of this year, I felt I'm, I'm not going to to deal with it anymore. The end of this year ending that the boys, the teenagers they stole my mobile and my money and they destroyed my scooter and destroyed my car. And, and I felt I put V on this idea, you know, in, I, I, I can tell to my grandfather I did, uh, I work with, with, with this educational uh, system. <laughs> so I put V on my uh, Zionist element in my life. So I say bye bye to this group. And then a new year coming to my life. It was 19 years ago, 20 years ago. I'm in my mother's house. It's Rosh Hashanah, like the new year of the Jewish people. I, have, I got a phone call, which was strange because it still was mobile, was more private. You don't give your number to, to anyone you meet. And three of these teenagers on the other side of the line says, Tomer, just to tell you, we miss you. Why you are not here? Chag Sameach, Rosh Hashanah Tov, happy new year. Bye-bye. And I felt I got the lotto. $10 million came to my life. It was, no, it cannot be that they miss me. It cannot happen that they really think about me. And I got two days after a phone call from my boss, and she said, Tomer, we didn't find yet someone else to do this job. Maybe you are coming. I say Michal her name. I don't know how she, 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 was, she was amazing. I told her, Michal, I know it's a public job. You cannot do whatever you want. I'm not going to sign a contract with, with you about another year because if it's going to be like this, I'm not wait one year to suffer. I, and I remember I told her, I, I don't think I did so many bad things in my life that I need to suffer so much. <laughs> I did some mistake and I am sure there's some people who are not so think amazing about him, but still, she says, just come. So I, I joined to the group again, but now, turning point, first turning point about what we are going to talk today. At the same time, 
you earn so little money from the job. I was a waiter in a very small cafe in Israel called Orna and Ella. And I was a waiter, and with me was another guy. His name is Oren. And I told Oren, you know, I'm going back to work with teenager boy with this educational program. And I had the feeling something interesting on a human level is going on there. Let's buy a camera. And can you join me? And you're going to be the cameraman because I also need to be the person who take care about the group. I cannot be the director. I mean, I had two hats, the director, but at the same time, the leader of them. And he joined me. I work with them another year and a half. Maybe one of the strongest time in my life, learning so many aspects. I want to give one example that not in the movie, and then to show you something that in the movie. I brought a person, um, a woman, to teach him drama. We said, let's create a play at the end of the year about your life. And I, and I don't have the, I'm not professional about it, and I know some good friend of mine, and I told her, uh, Nirit, come to help me, and she got a little money. She, and I told her, it's going to be hard. But I told the, 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 the group, you behave nice to her. Because you don't talk to her like usually you talk to women. You give her at least 10, 15, 20 minutes of quiet, no smoking, not throw something on her. Wow. Yeah, 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 Thomas, don't worry. We're not, you, you, you can be, you can be relaxed. She's coming to the meeting. It starts with a mess. Not too much. She's bringing with herself 10 books of famous play. Arthur Miller, All My Sons, uh, um, and some Israeli by Yuda Michai, and another uh, famous, uh, like Hanoch Levin. But I want to talk about a specific uh, one, which uh, uh, waiting to Godot. Yeah, that's the way it's here also, of Beckett. She's giving to them, and I told them, this is your chance right now, guys. If even we're not doing this minimum element with her, she's going home and we won't have a pleasure. They say, okay, no, the, what's the problem? So she shared pages for, from Waiting for Godot. And she told them, read the first page of it and do improvisation. Just read it and do improvisation. Immediately, she don't finish the sentences as I, as I told you right now. Everybody start to move, to, to throw it, to make, and I start to be angry and disappointed, and I just feeling it's, it's not going to happen. She's going back to say this group, it's, it's completely off. So I'm losing my patience, and I stop, and I told them, guys, really, I cannot trust you. I don't bring any more guests here. I don't know what is your problem. This is the minimum of the minimum. What do you want to do with your life? Improvisation for first page. And then one of the boys, Moshiko, you're going to see him, very strong. One of these boys that was more violent. I need to tell you like background of me sitting with them. What, I, what are we doing? They talk to each other. Let's beat the gay people. It was a place where all the gay people in Israel were meeting. It was still time of gardens before, before the... Everything moved to the application right now. And I heard them, let's, let's beat them till they die. Not to kill someone. That's, that's kind of the atmosphere I'm hearing. I told them, 
you know, you, I'm very disappointed from you. Nirit is going soon. And you know, if you cannot do this basic improvisation, I don't know if there's any, any there's no meaningful to come with any other guest. And then this Moshiko stood up with a very straight and anger and looked at me with really like, you, you're going to see it. And to Nirit, and he says, what is improvisation? I don't understand the words. And that was one of the most important lessons to me in my life that influenced the first project I did, which called it Kind of Scares Me. In Hebrew, it's called Tomer Vasrutim. For me, for, for uh, Nirit, for other people, we are running so fast, and it's kind of clear how oh, your father, your mother send you to a class to say, in school. You know what is improvisation. You know what is gudo. You know what is Adam. You know. And for the same time, people raised with a different background. Of course, the parents work very hard. Some of them don't have parents. They don't have the ability to send their kids to high school or to, to learn a special, special program about cinema. And while we understood it, and we, we, we catch eyes, me and it, I says, okay, guys, in Hebrew we have the words, I don't know, again, if it's a different meaning in English, bone alter, takes the text and do a free from it, do a free interpretation, just do whatever you want from the first page of Waiting for Godot. What I mean, we just use a different, a different words after 10 minutes that they split to groups, they came to make improvisation, and Niri told me, Tomer, it was unbelievable way of working with this text. A funny story is that most of, you, you, you remember the opening is two people, two persons waiting to go do behind a, a sikh? Yeah? All of them kind of took it to two, two people who went to the drug to sell drugs. It was very interesting the way they read it, but they did it amazing. But they need a different guideline even by the way we talk to them. So I realized I want to follow this project with my camera. And now I start to talk about something that um, I, I think and I believe it's unique about Barack and me, the way we are working, about the whole idea that we work without script that some of the students that I teach in Jerusalem, I gave a class in Munich, they were really confused from it and almost were not able to go to the shooting days. Because they say, okay, but, but what kind of question we ask, how are we going to do it? And it's forced you as a filmmaker to be on a very high level of concentrate and awareness because you really don't know what will happen. And, and, and in this project, I did it without the awareness. The reason I, I feel connected to this project and I like it so much, I mean, I don't like to see myself younger 20 years ago and to see what means the change, how we destroyed many things in our face. But if I don't look about this aspect in life, in this project, I work from my stomach, from instinct, and I think I, 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 I took, I, I, I arrived to a conclusion that means I want in my movies to develop my emotional skills and my, my emotional journey 
And I don't want to be at the same position when I start the project and when I finish it. Because if I know everything from before, if I know already the answer by the character or by the protagonist, and it also I finish the project as I thought at the beginning, so what's the point about doing it? It's boring. My life has more values to spend a year and a half about something I already know. But it's forced you to be really open to surprise yourself and to be ready to tough moment. So I'm decided now to go back to this virus of making movies that I gave up a few years ago. And I told my friend, please come with me. And what I told him is it was very simple. I'm going with this group to see a, a concert, a pop, pop concert by one of a very famous star in Israel. His name is Aviv Geffen. And just come to shoot it. I'm going to destroy what you're going to see, but I want you to go through the cameraman while you're watching it and to give you another angle of it. I was deep in the closet, but the cameraman know I'm gay or didn't know. We never talked about it, but I think he know about it. So it was not a big secret between me and him, but it was a huge secret and everyone that worked with me, my boss and the supervisor says, Thomas, you don't share that you are gay. It's not relevant to the project. They know you are gay and they are going to disappear. And it's just going to destroy the trust. So it's not relevant to your personal life. And, and I got a point and I say, I'm not going to tell them I'm gay. I'm gay. During the concert that you're going to see, one element for you to see, it's the power of one shot, which I use a lot in my movie. One shot, it means the camera not stop. An audience smart enough, and, a mo and, 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 and they, will they don't need to understand it, but you're going to see that he got, a, a, got a, um, uh, an idea, don't stop the camera. And it's hard, because he's inside of the group and they all over. But at the same time, they are really had fun with this, uh, this guy that they know by heart his words. I got a phone call from Barack, my brother, and I share with him what's happened 10 minutes ago. While I was collect money to the bus, some of the boys, there were 15, 16, told me, hey, we heard that a friend of a friend saw you in a gay club. <laughs> what, 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 immediately I start to be angry and aggressive about him. You know, sometimes immediately, why you didn't give enough money? You always make problem. You don't come to the concert today. The guy only asked, and I changed the subject. Immediately, I didn't want this fire, you know, like what now? And I, and I cut it. But I start to be really, really nervous. Another element I want to share with you, and it's all connected to what's happening out of the movie and how it's influenced the creation. Three days before this element, I'm going with my partner, I had a boyfriend, his name was Boaz, in Israel. We're going to the Hilton Beach, which is more familiar to gay people that feel very, very um, comfortable to be there. So we two, two young men in Tel Aviv going to the beach in the middle of the week. We are inside, my partner Boaz and me, and I hear a crazy sound of scooter, crazy, three scooters driving close to the, to the beach, and they stop. Everyone changed. You know, you cannot avoid uh, looking at them. And I recognize this is my, my teenager group. This is a 
group from Azure. <laughs> I get small heart attack. I'm nervous like hell. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm, they recognize me, so I'm going out immediately with my boyfriend. I, I don't know how to deal what lie, where I'm going. Before I say something, they run full of happiness, hug me and Boaz and say, Tommy, you are an asshole, you're a maniac. You don't tell us you have so cool brothers. Why you don't tell us about your brothers? <laughs> hey, brother of Tomer, come to visit us. So nice we know finally Tomer family. <laughs> what brothers? In a few minutes, it looked like some kissing between two brothers. It looked, not looks amazing <laughs> or whatever. So before I understood what's going on, they are going back to Azur, 25 different atmosphere from Tel Aviv, and told everyone, we met brother, the brother of, of Tomer, and he's going to visit us, and it's, he's much cooler than Tomer. And we know that they were happy and proud about it. And, and I start to be paranoid, which means I'm going out in Tel Aviv in clubs, and I, I'm thinking if someone watch me. So I share with you two elements that's not relevant for making a movie and not relevant for the target of this project. This target was supposed to follow me. We're doing a play. That was the whole idea. So now the cameraman, Oren Yakobovich, joined us to a shooting day. The same time they are in the concert, Barack called me. And I share with him, Barack, I, I feel nervous. I feel bad. I don't know what to do. And Barack told me, Tomer, talk to them. Talk to them. I told him I'm going to lose a job. I'm, they, they're not coming in this homophobic area. If you, you know, when I was a big brother, when you jump on them and you play with them football, and you are your big brother, everyone will start to talk. What are you doing with them? And, and fears from the parents and all the power and all the homophobia, not from them only, from the family. What's going on there in this underground uh, shelter? And all. And I was afraid that a year and a half of really working hard will disappear with the wind. My brother says, talk to them. And that's what's happening. I'm going to talk with them, but I didn't tell the cameraman about it. And that's interesting what happened there. So let's watch it. So this is only, of course, short part from the project. And um, as I told you, the cameraman was surprised and he was shaking by himself. He didn't know what he's going to shoot. And, and, uh, and I took it for later on. So sometimes you don't need to give the whole information to the cameraman. It's confuse them, it's make them work really hard. But then something really authentic. The whole idea is how you create authentic. These cameras, there's something so strange. There's some mechanic between you and people, and you want to bring people to be themselves. This is my first project, and, and as you see, I took the name of it. It kind of scares me. And, and later on, many, many, many interesting things happened. I want to tell you the media reaction to this movie before we go into my next project. I was nobody. Nobody know my name. Nobody know who I am. We're talking about uh, 15, 16, 17 years ago. A new director. No one know the people. I'm much more naive. And I tried to sell the movie to, to the broadcast, to Israel Channel. And I love my movie. I feel inside of myself there's something honest and true about it. It's a little bit shaky. It's a little bit um, underground movie. But 
there's, there's something about this movie that I want to share with people. And I'm going to sell it. I went to the three channel in Israel. With Keshet Reshet, it doesn't matter the names. But now you have to understand the situation. I'm a young director in front of me sitting. The people who decide about what people from Israel need to see. The power in the hand. I just want that people will see my movie. First meeting with one of the, of one of the broadcasts. They told me, your project is interesting. No one, no one give you compliment. It, later on, I understood it's part of a, a business issue. Don't to give you too much because then you might ask why you cannot say a compliment to a director if you like his movie. Never mind. <laughs> Maybe they don't like the movie, so to say I don't like the movie. But what is this language that don't? Okay. Um, we're thinking about taking the movie to our channel. But we have one condition, and it's not a big deal. And if you agree with it, you get a quite a nice money. And it was for me a lot of money. Um, just take the queer, the gay issue from the movie out, <laughs> and we're going to buy the movie. <laughs> and, and, the, and the idea that I'm gay and all this is coming after 27 minutes. The whole half of the movie working about the idea that they don't know, the audience don't know. The 27 minutes, it's switched. I'm gay, and they need to deal with it. And the woman tell me, you know, um, we're afraid from rating. People might move to another channel when they will understand you are gay. I was very close to agree. Because I say, OK, so the old gay issue won't be in the movie, but the movie will be in one of the biggest channels. But still, I, I, I was not sure about it. I'm going to another meeting with another channel. They told me, you know, Tomo, it's not so bad. It surprised us. You know, we don't know you. And we might take the movie, but we have one condition for you. It's not something very, I think, hard to ask. Say, OK, what is it? We're afraid that people will move to another channel by the control. So if you move from the minutes 27, the whole idea you are gay and you come out from the closet to the first minute, you open the movie with it, we will take the movie and, and pay you a nice amount of money. Just don't wait 27 minutes with this issue. And I say, OK, I, already I will move it. I will put it in the beginning. I just want that the movie will be on, on, on the main channel, the commercial channel, channel two. And the third one, third channel, and, and I consider it. I consider to do it. The third channel I meet says, you know, the language of these boys and the, the, it's, it's too violent and it's too tough, the language. So either you're going to record it from beginning, you ask him to change the language, or take out all this element from the movie. The movie is tough. And I'm thinking about, OK, I will go and I put more soft situation I have. Luckily, this is a, 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 a amazing producer. Later on, he did in treatment here in America, um, Haggai gave me the power and, and, I, and, and, and I refuse. And I say, okay, I want to have my movie in Channel 8, the, the Channel 8, one of the best channels for documentary, took the movie as it is. And later on, I, I, I say it not to, 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 to show, it's not about this, but to explain you why I was disappointed from these people and what it says something about media in Israel, maybe also here. The movie was so huge successful in Israel in 2000 and 
won, it got the Israel Oscar. 50,000 people came to cinema. It was crazy. It gave the most income to the Cinematheque. For one year, the Cinematheque of Tel Aviv was living on a small movie. <laughs> people from Sauber that never visit the Tel Aviv Cinematheque because all the time people, all the restaurants say, we never, people, where is the Cinematheque? The Cinematheque is here. We never been there. What is this place? So they not visit the Cinematheque. They came from all over because it was about them. And later on, the channel that asked me to change the movie bought it with double money from Channel 8 and put it, and it got 10% of rating. And I, I, I almost want to say to the woman, I didn't say it, I didn't want to be rude, but the movie didn't change. But once it's got a stamp of successful by audience and by prizes, but these people are supposed to recognize it before. This is a job. And they, yeah, about, as I see, they need to discover. The story is not about them. The story is that this was a turning point in my career to realize I need to keep my integrity and I need to keep it and I need to remember this lesson and to do my movies as I want. And I was very close to giving up from this idea. Another thing that came to my mind after finishing the movie, because in the first movie you have something beautiful that later on you don't have, because later on you start to think, you start to understand. So I felt I want to make movies that's relevant to my life. I want to make movies about character and subjects that close and interesting me. And I think I want to also take care about queer element in my movies. Let's jump to Paper Dolls, my second project, 2006. Paper Dolls, it's a very special story about a group of transsexual Filipinos who work with Jewish, with very orthodox rabbi in Israel. I want to show two situations. One connect, which kind of scares me by the queer element, and one. And it's... It's something, again, I, I, I discovered through this movie, Paper Dolls. The movie you're going to watch now, which was a very important scene for me in the movie, was not supposed to be filmed. So I'm talking a little bit today in our short time to tell you sometimes, or almost in my movies, the most interesting things from my point of view are the scenes that were not supposed to be in the movie, was not supposed to be filmed. And what is the background of this? This is a dialogue between me, one of me and them, which some of the people say it too much, and it will be interesting to hear your opinion. I'm gay. I'm queer. I felt I'm going to feel comfortable with this transsexual Filipino, but honestly, and I tried to put it in the movie, it's, I felt uncomfortable with them. Something about this gender issue, about sexuality, and you're going to see it. And it's a big question if it's need to be in the movie. For a couple of months, you are, you, you're more than 80s, yeah? You can deal with it. I didn't understand what they are doing with their dick while they are performing. And everybody told me, you know, no, no, you don't ask this question. But then one of them told me, Tomer, you never ask what we are doing with our element? It's, you are not interesting about it? I say, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm not allowed. You know, people might 
See? Tomer, we are dealing with it every night. So this is the opening thing. Just to explain you, I, they gave me the power to do it. And immediately it's going to the next scene. And I think it's a beautiful story. And again, why I in love so much about documentary. I came one Saturday day to tell them that I apologize, but tonight I'm not coming to have a shooting day. Even they took a day off for it because I forgot. And my best friend from the army, we are not in the army anymore, but the friend I know from army time, he get married. And I promise him, and I'm going to the wedding, so I'm sorry. And I was with my cameraman on the scooter. And I told him, come with me. Let's just say hello. And it's also nice. We, we say hello to paper dolls. And I was not shaving. Not like this. Usually even more. Which means two weeks I was not shaving. And that's the way I'm usually I'm, I'm, I don't like to shave. They told me, Tomer, you're going to this friend marriage? And you are not shaving yourself? No, we not let you to go out from our apartment. I'd say, what are you doing? Who well, cares in Israel? People going like this to, to wedding. Say, no, you, um, you, you ashamed us by going like this. It's never mind. It will not happen to you in, in Manila. No one will go like this to a wedding. So sit on our chair and we shave you and we prepare you to the wedding. And look what's happened from what I told you right now, in the movie, after, I don't know, uh, 20 minutes in the movie. Um, can we put the volume a little bit higher? Just I'm talking about project that was shooting 2003. So again, different context of time in Israel. We are like 14 years ago. Does that sound a little bit higher, or you need to play it oh, first? Yeah. OK, jump with me to Israel. Why I mentioned 2003, because now it's changed, but 2003, the foreigner worker came from Philippines to Israel, just play. Um, so it's in the movie, but it's completely not belong to the movie. You understand my point? Like it's, it's just a situation that I came with a scooter to apologize why, why I'm going, and, and it's connected to the movie very strongly because it's, the movie is about me and the Israel society, how we deal with foreigners, with immigration, with people who are different from us. And, 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 and first time I, I try to feel what it's mean, this you know, female male element, and of course they told me at the end of it, you are the worst drug queen ever we've been in our life, and you're not going to perform with paper dolls and get out from here. <laughs> so my career is over. Um, paper dolls, we might go back. Um, we have, what, what, t now talk to me a little bit more from paper dolls, moving to the next project, what are your instincts are telling you? Someone want to say? Let's, let's go to, um, a project that's called Black Over White. Black Over White, it's follow Idan Reichel, which is quite a famous singer in Israel. And I met Idan Reichel, and, 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 and I supposed to make the movie about him, and then something didn't work. Idan is very, very, very talented guy. He, he, he created beautiful songs. I didn't know what to tell him. I was very honest about him, and I said, Idan, I'm not sure you, you're strong enough to hold a movie on your shoulder, which is, 
Idan Reichel was still very, very famous in Israel as a director. You come to your protagonist and kind of tell him you're not interesting enough. What is it? But, but that's what I felt. And I felt I need to be honest with him. And I told him, Idan, what's happening with you in the next couple of months? He told me, I'm going first time to Ethiopia. And I'm, I'm working with Ethiopian musician. And for me, it's a big thing because everyone thinks I'm from Ethiopia because he's so uh, recognized with Ethiopian music. But he's a Russian-Israeli guy. And I told him, so I'm going to join you. And again, switch in my mind. When I'm in Ethiopia, I realize it's not something bad about Idan. But it's not interesting that Idan Reichel going back to Ethiopia. You don't have anything with this country. Basically, the two main characters that are interesting for me and might go through something deep, it's the two Ethiopian singers. And during the tour, and you have to understand, we sell the product to the channel under the name of Idan Reichel. And I want to share with you a moment, and hopefully it was, uh, let's see if it's black over white, it was Cabra. And what was interesting about Cabra, Cabra Kasai, you will see her, it, it's, it's so powerful. Before the tour, she told me, Tomer, don't get close to me, don't follow me. I say, but Kappa, you're going to so say, Tomo, because I have a black skin and I'm going to Ethiopia, so now I'm interesting from you. I was three months when I came to Israel. I'm Israeli girl. I don't know even the language. So for me, going to Ethiopia is like going to Switzerland, going to, to, to uh, Denmark, I remember, she say, going to Moscow. Another country that is done Reichel too. Be careful with me. And she's tough, you will see her. I, she's, when she say, don't get close to me, you don't go close to her. But I get close to her. <laughs> so the whole idea connect to what I said, and I might repeat, because if some people here tomorrow are going to create their movie, it's about the flexibility. Uh, uh, again, if someone can translate to English, liot imamon gemishut machshavtit veloli takal klum. Yeah, and, and to be able during a real time to change. And, and some people don't like it. Some people say it's a bad habit. So it's not like this is a good way to make movies. Some of the teacher in Israel <coughs> teach completely the opposite. And once they hear me, they say, don't come to our university. <laughs> really? You destroy the student. So it's, 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 it's just two ways or a couple of ways. Let's see. Cabra in Ethiopia, she was not supposed to be the main character, of course, for me, and later on she holding the movie about her. And look about the cameraman work. For me, it's always in, in documentary in some way, you start to direct the movie by the way you decide how you shoot it. Because in fiction movie, you're supposed to shoot what was written on the, on the paper. So you don't direct it through the shooting because the opposite, if you're a good cameraman, director tell you, now the camera moving, going down, zoom out, pan, whatever, and you need to do it very carefully as it was planned. In the way I'm doing documentary, which all of us, me and the team, need to be very awake 
we're not using drugs, but almost on a very good high cocaine, all of us without cocaine. <laughs> but to the same feeling. I know no one used it and I never use it, but you understand my point. <laughs> so, and it's hard for some people, they don't want to work with me. Because it's, and, 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 and Cabra, Cabra, it's, it was a moment that I, I want to share with you. Okay. So after this, all the walls, you know, was like she was broken and, and, and we talked and later on I, she, she told me, Tomer, yeah, wow, each of them can be my little brother. And, and you know, like, and, and, and she talked about she's a successful singer in Idan Reichel project, but still when she's going to the shop in Israel because she's black, some of the people won't sell her some of the product in her town because she's black and some of them even not talk to her. But all the years she was protected by Dan Reichel and she felt she belonged to the society. She's a successful singer. It's cool, it's, everything is okay. But then, then something very strongly happened to her through the, through the tour. And later on in the movie, she brought unbelievable movement. So again, I'm talking about me and the, and the, and the cameraman. In this case, the soundman need to be on very high concentrate situation and feeling. And, and to be able not to stuck to the original plan, not to stuck to what was before, to, to, to open our channel, our chakra. Um, now I'm going to share with you another personal project with two short, one, one is short and one is long. The long one is maybe one of the most important messages that hopefully came out from all of my movie. But the first clip, I shot my love. I found myself in love with a German guy. I'm coming from a family that came from, the, from Germany. My grandfather, my grandmother lost most of their family during the war, built a new family in Israel. My grandfather was this kind of people, not talking German anymore, not going back to Germany. Um, so when I brought Andreas to my family, my mother was really open to him. But for him, he always felt that people in Israel check him, which maybe makes sense or not. I don't want to share with you some strong situation in Passover night. I want to share with you the way I start to see Israel culture, Israel life, and, and that's what happened to me later on in a couple of movies. By being with paper dolls, by being with German partner, by being with Ethiopian, it's brought me to see my country, my society from a different point of view. That's what for a couple of years I tried to do in my movies. Because I realized I'm from Israel, everything is recognized, but now I see my country from a different point of view. And it's going to be short. I'm traveling with my scooter shooting Israel. If you're in Israel, you have to understand, for foreigners, it's a big issue. For us, watching soldiers with guns standing together in Rabin Square going to, to, to be around, it's like, sorry, it's like for you seeing Lincoln Center now, who is coming, uh, the, the uh, Philharmonic of, of Berlin is coming to town. This is for Israeli soldiers in Rabin Square. I'm sorry to, to parallel, but you know what I mean? But I'm driving to rehearsal, and the, the reason I'm driving a little bit fast with my scooter and later on walking, because I want to run to tell to my German partner 
Andreas, hey, soon will be a siren, sirena, a siren. Be ready for it, because I, for a moment I remember that he might don't understand what is a siren and why everybody is standing, and it's very strong. So I want to prepare him. But it's already influenced the way I was holding the camera and watching the soldiers, and I came almost too late for him, in really a minute before the siren. Andreas is a dancer. He was danced to an independent company, and he's doing rehearsal for himself. And look what happening, and wha how some obvious element in my background culture start to appear as something that even me thinking differently about our uh, national element in in our uh, in my country. So I shot my love um, I, because I want to show something. Was I shot my love? And I, I'm, I want to talk more about it, but we don't have time, and I want to show other. But the moment you put your camera on your mother, <laughs> wow, it's not just I shaking by, and, 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 and even Lariton, everyone, I didn't, I didn't pay attention. Some friend told me, you know how she dressed, she don't carry, you know what I mean? She don't, what is it? Blichazia. No problem. And I, that's my mother, I did, no! <laughs> I had a premiere in Berlin and every, all the German people was moving like this and says, what's going on here? <laughs> we, have, we have less than 30 minutes and I ask you and if someone is not ready, I'm, I'm on, I hope it was deep enough, but I want, I want to go one step deeper by some element in the movies and to go deeper with, with some subject and theme. Um, can, yeah, it's ready. So, okay, now, so it's, it's, it's going to be, maybe it's for me, but I, I believe also for you. But again, you understand a little bit who is Andreas, a character. We are in a, in a very strange days between us, not knowing if we are to get, will be survive or not. I'm, it's hard for me to sit with people. Like maybe the first time I will sit with the audience, usually I disappear. So in one hand, I say, whoa, Tommy, you are crazy. How you film it and put it in the movie? And at the same time, I wish that I will have more from this in my future, because movies don't need to be entertainment and to please you and to give you good feelings. Sometimes it's really need to shake the boat. I really, I really believe that too much it's going to direction that people want to have, to leave their home, coming, give us, one hour, two hours. Don't, don't, don't took it. Don't make it. You know, we want to go. We, we want our safe life to be protected. This is not going to happen now. For you. I mean, that's what happened to me. I'm in our bedroom, and I took the camera, and I decide to talk with Andreas about. The most important sentences come later on, and I will talk about it. This is maybe for me relevant from all the other movie. But let's first see it, okay? It's a situation between couple. Later on, we go into the family of Andreas in it's very strong situation in Christmas. And it's, it's not comfortable to see it. It was not comfortable to be there. It's long, it's long was in, in the real life. It was long, you know, I can cut it shorter, no. It's, and and, and you, it's opened many questions about me, about him, he talking about freedom, about trust. I'm using him by 
let him shoot it. And of course, Andreas is so brave person and I ask his permission. And he, this is one of the moment in the movie he, he really liked and he told me, share it, share it with people. I asked him why it's so important to you this moment. He said, because, because if more people, he went through something very hard, you get, you get it. But something about the conclusion about stopping uh, working and, deal, and, and being the victim side. It's relevant to Palestinian and to Jewish and to gay and to many people that this is gave them, you know, like meaningful, we are the victims. So it, 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 it's, it's for me, it's for me uncomfortable to see it, but, but also something part of my history as a filmmaker. And after it, I, I stopped shooting because I felt I need to choose between the love to Andreas and between shooting him and, and the love will, was stronger. Can we go to one, before the end, something more, something from a movie that no one saw ever because I need to, how um, Lignoz Banglit? Lignoz. Yeah. Um, you're fine or you, you need a break or you can go with me for one more. It's also, I don't think it's heavy. I think it's, it's from life. We are invited three brothers. My younger brother, my, that is, is, my, is, is my partner to, to work in the Heyman brother, and my twin brother visiting Israel. He's living in, in Boulder, in Colorado. We are invited to do a movie about our village, Kfar Yedidia, 70 years. The village want one movie, and we gave them another movie. <laughs> At the premiere, when 2,000 people from the history of the village came to celebrate, People were, were leaving the village and they say, you need to tell to this brother, they cannot show this movie ever, never, ever. <laughs> Even we have the permission. I want to share with you one element that including, at the end I will show you some clip from Mr. Gaga, but the last thing is to share with you, and it's connected to kind of all the toolbox I tried to tell you. We are walking in the village, I'm, I'm talking about the spontaneous and the opening mind, I believe you need to create as a documentary, and that's, people will, will get it, will feel it, will appreciate, because they will be with you. You are not lying by giving them conclusion you already know. I'm not interested to have conclusion and to know, and then to tell you about it. I want you to go with me. You will choose maybe different conclusions than me, but you're going with me together, and it's forced you to be in uncomfortable zone. So we are walking in the, the village, and then we talk, it's not in the scene, but a little bit, the point is not this, I will show you. In our background as a child, we have, you know what is meshuge in English? Meshuge, crazy. This is an old woman, she's a meshuge. She give you old, chocolate and force you to eat, she carry in her home, and always she, hey, come to eat, but it's, it's for, for you in your place, how do you want to eat it with animals, and she, and everyone like make fun of her, because she's a crazy old woman, we are young, you know, you are five, ten, you, you, you don't understand what's behind, so you have this image about this little house with old woman, that basically nobody go close to her, and she's kind of a strange figure in our village. And we walk in, we're doing happy movie about the village, and we say, let's go to ask a few questions this woman, the Meshuggah woman, <laughs> and see what happened. 
It's called from my village. Um, let me see, where is it? Yeah. Um, what you see, it's what happened. We were not supposed to meet her. She was not so to be, and the crazy, and here I put, I don't understand, for me, for me, this situation and this dialogue monologue with women, after many years that I had problem with my country, because what happened there, after this conversation with her for a moment, I understood why Israel is so important to people. I lost it. I lost it. We don't open it now. I want to share with you that this situation for me, it's so positive scene. It's send amazing open message to the village and to the people. And they didn't want to get it like this. So let's see it. Yeah. Sorry, it's jump to my village. It's called just by the way. You are the only people instead of the people who were in the village. It's all again. It's 12, so you will never see it again. And maybe, maybe you will understand why the village was angry. And maybe you won't invite a movie from me after this meeting. <laughs> but support me a little bit after. Okay, let's see. My village, three brothers. In a minute, let's film one minute. Let's take a few footage, a few shots of the Meshuge, old woman from our village. That's all, that's what we know. So this was almost over and then this nice ending to this situation when she said for me it's 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 very strong to be in Israel and, and for us it was it was um and now she died and now the village wants us to come every year to show the movie. And and the family we have now the, the history of her. We have like one hour of interview. So because of this little movie, there's a very tough survival Holocaust woman that said it. And it's sometimes so surrealistic. She's laughing. You don't know if she's what, what you know, that's what I like about her. But she was, she was, she was there. And, 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 and this is the power of making documentaries for me. So let's finish with something I think a little bit more with humor and funny before I say bye-bye to you, something short I want to share with you. This is a moment from Mr. Gaga. Uh, that, that the main reason I'm here, invited by, by the Jewish Film Festival to have a premiere of Mr. Gaga. And um, it, it, this is for this is me the most emotional. The movie is a lot of moment, but, but uh, Ohad Narin created his own language called Gaga, which you're going to see shortly. Natalie Portman talk about it, but the end of it, it's beautiful because once I went with Ohad here in New York, and he told me, so leave, leave the camera and come with me. I want, to, I want to share with you something. And we went to a Jewish organization, and we came to a place with 200 very old people. I'm sorry to say it's kind of left over, left over by the society, you know, like old with, with, with uh, Parkinson and Alzheimer. No one know anymore what to do with them. And Ohad gave them a Gaga class. And it was unbelievable to see how all of them were like, some of them were only able to move the fingers. Some of them were only able to do this. It doesn't matter. Then I realized that 
there's something very powerful about this language. I didn't film it. It was, it was too private, and I didn't get the permission from these 200 people. But at the end of this short clip about Gaga, I get permission from a group of girls that have Rett syndrome. It's so, so, so um, tragic. Young girls attacked by this illness and almost cannot move. And for me, this is a way to say um, to Daraba and thank you to all of you, the, 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 the life and documentary and the power and the beautiful to share it. And, 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 and yeah, like that's what I try to do with my movies, to, 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 to give it to and to share it. And let's see something. And I think it's, I still can cry when I see it. So um, Aviva. Um, that uh, was the last thing to share with you, and, 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 and you know, in ordinary creation, I saw 25 creations since 25 years. In each creation, there's something I remember and carry all my life. Sometimes I wish that from each of my movie, people will take one mark for a moment from each of my movie, like I took from ordinary creation. And Todaraba uh, for being here with me today. It was really special. The Close-Up from the Film Society of Lincoln Center is produced by Nick Kemp and Michael Odemark. Our opening music is by Steelism. You can subscribe to The Close-Up on iTunes and Stitcher. The Film Society of Lincoln Center is a nonprofit arts organization based in New York City, supported by individuals just like you. Founded in 1969 to celebrate American and international cinema, the Film Society presents year-round programming recognizing established and emerging filmmakers, supporting important new work, and enhancing awareness, accessibility, and understanding of the moving image. To learn more about what we do and support the Film Society by becoming a member, please visit filmlink.org, F-I-L-M-L-I-N-C.org. The Film Society of Lincoln Center. Film lives here. <laughs>